Hey everyone, it's Jeannie, the Pistol Packin' Mountain Mama Health Nut. What's up, my fellow pod doggies? I hope your day is going well. It's a lazy summer day here in Idaho, with the temperature around 83 degrees. There's a few thunderstorms across the valley, so you might hear that in my recording, but overall it's a perfect day. I'm recording this podcast at our ranch in the beautiful Rocky Mountains of East Idaho, and my podcast has two parts. The first segment is called All Things Health, and I talk about what to keep in your diet and life and what to throw out. And today I talk about the keto diet. The second segment is called Mountain Adventures. I share a true story about our semi-truck and how it comes up missing, and I hope you enjoy. And remember to hit the follow button so you don't miss an episode, and you can find my websites and email in the show notes. And please share this episode or podcast with someone who you think might benefit from it. And most importantly, thank you for listening. Your support means everything to me, so thank you. My podcast is sponsored by a proactive wellness company called 3 International, and 3 strives to provide high-quality nutritional supplements made from whole foods that are bioavailable at the cellular level so you get optimal nutrients into your body. All the products are listed in the physician's desk reference, and you can look that up at www.pdr.net. I personally use these products, and I will tell you that they are unmatched to anything I've ever taken. I feel great, my blood sugars are more stable, and I have more energy. And you can find out more about these products on my website as well, at genieolson.iii.earth. And one last note, we have a customer program, so you don't have to pay retail. And please let me know if you have any questions. Okay, so today's episode, Does the Keto Diet Really Work? The keto diet has been all the rage for several years now. When I first heard about it four or five years ago, I was curious about it. As I talked with friends who were trying it, I determined it was a hard way to eat. I thought you would have to be disciplined, and if you ever went off of it, you would gain your weight back. And I certainly didn't want to check my ketones by peeing on a little stick. And I watched these friends lose weight, so it did work. But several years later, I also watched them gain the weight back. So why is that? And since the keto diet is still popular today, I thought I would dig into it a little deeper and find out what it is exactly and give you the pros and cons of this eating lifestyle. So first of all, what is it and how did it come about? The keto or ketogenic diet is a low-carb, high-fat, moderate protein diet, and it was first popular in the 1920s and 30s for epilepsy. It was developed to replace fasting, which was the method of therapy for epilepsy back then, But the diet and fasting was abandoned for new anti-convulsant medications, which are still used today. But the keto diet resurfaced about 15 years ago, and it's been gaining momentum ever since. The basic idea is that you restrict carbs so much that you enter into ketosis. Well, what is ketosis? Ketosis is a metabolic state in which your body is consistently using and burning a fuel called ketones. Ketones are produced in the liver using fat through a process called ketogenesis. So basically, you're using fat for energy instead of using the carbs as energy. And if you're not promoting ketone production from fat and staying in a state of ketosis, then technically you're not on a keto diet. And that's why my friend was always peeing on a stick to check for ketones. And that way she knew she was in the state of ketosis. Yeah, sounds too complicated to me but let's look at it further. 
The biggest challenge is changing your mindset from eating a lot of carbs to eating a lot of fat. You're limited to about 50 grams of carbs a day, and that's not very much. It's interesting to note that when I was helping people with weight loss in the early 2000s, the suggested way to eat was all the veggies you wanted, moderate fruits and grains and proteins, and minimal fats, about a half a teaspoon of fats per meal. Wow, have things changed. I will say that I had clients that lost weight, but it was slower, and they would lose maybe 1 to 2 pounds a week, and that's only 8 pounds per month. And that can get a little discouraging when you're trying to lose weight. Okay, so let's say you stay in a state of ketosis. Then what? According to an article in the Reader's Digest by Kimberly Holland, the health benefits are, of course, weight loss, a rise in energy levels, decrease in depression and anxiety, protection against type 2 diabetes, a healthier liver, decrease in inflammation, better sleep, may help treat cancer, diminish cravings, and may boost heart health. I'm just curious why so many people have heart problems, and I think I would find it to be our Western diet with highly processed foods. Okay, so for the keto diet, there are many doctors who support it and say it is very beneficial for your body. So we have discussed the health benefits of the keto diet. What about the risks? According to an article in New Chicago Medicine, Rachel Kleinman, a dietitian, says that the keto diet may result in weight loss and lower blood sugars, but the diet itself is not sustainable. They say more often than not, the weight comes back. That is what I noticed with my friends. Other problems that you may encounter is that it may cause low blood sugar, kidney stones, constipation, nutrient deficiencies, and increased risk of heart disease. What other risks are there? The article says keto is not safe for anyone with any of the following conditions involving the pancreas, liver, thyroid, or gallbladder. Also, you may experience what's called keto flu with symptoms like upset stomach, dizziness, decreased energy, and mood swings as you adjust to the diet. (laughs) Sounds wonderful, doesn't it? And the article didn't think you ate a well-balanced meal of fruits, vegetables, grains, and dairy. Well, what if you would like to try the keto diet, but maybe, let's say, make it more heart-healthy? Is there a way you can eat healthy and implement the part of the keto diet at the same time? I believe there is. I think I'll call it the TOT Keto Program. TOT for Throw Out the Trash, T-O-T-T. So, the TOT Keto Program. And I believe it will have positive health benefits and weight loss for sure if you add some type of exercise into your daily routine. Of course, I always say please check with your health care provider if you have any underlying health conditions before trying any new diet. So how can you implement some of the keto diet, not worrying about whether you're in a state of ketosis or you may get the keto flu or keto breath, which I didn't mention before? First off, what should you eat? Well, the low carbs will be easy. Choose your carbs from vegetables and a moderate amount of fruits. And remember the rainbow of colors when it comes to choosing them. Strawberries, blueberries, apples, especially green apples, are lower on the glycemic index and won't spike your blood sugar. I explained the glycemic index in the episode titled, What Happens in the Body When You Eat Sugar? I encourage you to use the glycemic index when picking out your fruits and vegetables. When picking out grains, do the same. Well, how much fruits, vegetables, and grains should you eat? I, for one, don't want to count calories or grams when I eat. So I have an easier way to do it. 
and you can use this method anywhere, not just at home. I adapted this from a program I used to teach from USANA Health Sciences. So look at your hands. Now make a fist with your hands, unless you're driving and someone will think you're mad. <laughs> okay, so a veggie serving is the size of both of your fists. A serving of fruit and a serving of grain is the size of one of your fists. And then always have a protein with your meal. And the size of the palm of your hand is a good way to judge how much protein. Okay, so now the fats. This is where it will be different. On the keto diet, it is recommended to eat a lot of fat because that is where you get your sustainable energy. But the keto diet recommends, in my opinion, unhealthy fats like bacon, high-fat dairy, cream, and butter. One article I read suggested a cheeseburger every day, and I know some people would love that. And you can eat just one slice of bacon a day. Okay, so choose healthy fats instead like avocados, salmon, dark chocolate, yep, I said chocolate, eggs, olives, use olive oil, pumpkin seeds, those are just some examples. What would be a serving of fat? According to ketogenic.com, you should consume around 165 grams a day if you are consuming around 2,000 calories. Also, by eating healthy fats, your skin will thank you as well. Basically, you will be eating low-carb foods that you choose from fruits, veggies, and grains so you don't get a spike in your blood sugar. You'll be eating high but healthy fats for energy and a moderate amount of protein. And then choose a type of cardio exercise you like and do it at least three days a week. Walking is always great. Also add in strength training three days a week. Is there more you can do besides what I just mentioned? Yes. And I believe this might be the most important. Add in intermittent fasting to your daily routine. You can learn more about this in the episode titled, Is Intermittent Fasting a Fad? And it will give you different ideas of how to eat and fast. And briefly, it's where you fast for so many hours and only eat your food during a certain time frame. It's easier on your body to do this. If you implement the suggestions that I talked about, you will lose weight and have more energy, and it's sustainable, so give it a try. Okay, I hope you found this helpful, and feel free to email me if you have any questions or comments. And now, on to Mountain Adventures. It's that time of year when we harvest our alfalfa crop. We call it haying season. It means countless hours cutting the hay in the hot, sometimes brutal sun, and baling the hay all night while there is due to give the cut hay some moisture so it's easier baling, so sleep is little, and seeing each other is scarce. But just until all the hay is cut, baled, and stacked, it's just part of being a farmer or rancher. The days don't start at 8 and end at 5, they can sometimes run into each other. On a normal day, from spring to late fall, we are up when the sun comes up and we quit about an hour after dark. So long days, but so worth it. Nick does all of the cutting and baling and I usually help him haul it to the stackyard. One late fall day in October, our daughter Katie came from Utah to visit us for a few days. In Idaho, we have a saying, you can take the kid out of the country, but you can't take the country out of the kid. And that is true for all of our kids. So this particular visit, she volunteered to help Nick haul hay. I was busy driving the grain combine in another field across the canyon, 
so it was extremely helpful to us to have her help. Some of our hayfields at the time were up on the hill behind our house. The plan was to have Katie slowly drive the semi-truck across the field and park where Nick could load the round hay bales onto the trailer that was hooked onto the semi. He was using a loader to load. The loader and the semi were already in the field ready to go, so Nick and Katie rode the four-wheeler up to where the equipment was parked. They started in the flattest field, and remember that nothing is really flat in the Rocky Mountains, but it is one of the more level fields that we have. Once the semi was loaded, Katie would drive it over to the stackyard. Nick would bring the loader and unload the truck, stacking the bells about three high and six wide. Once all of the bells were picked up in this field, the next field they went to is what we call Coyote Basin. It sits down in a beautiful meadow. It's not really a meadow. It's bigger than that, about 48 acres. But to convey the picture to you, I'll just say meadow. It is nestled down in a canyon completely surrounded by aspen trees, Douglas fir trees, or red pine, and lots of other bushes and plants. A lot of deer and elk like being in Coyote Basin, so we usually end up losing part of our hay crop. There is a beautiful view of this meadow from the flat field that Katie and Nick had just been in. You can walk out onto a rock cliff and see down into the meadow and all across the valley. To get down into Coyote Basin, there is a very steep two-track road that pretty much goes straight down into the field that is in this meadow. And the road is lined with thick aspen trees, sarvisberry bushes, and an occasional pine tree. To get back out of the basin, you pretty much have to have a four-wheel drive. If it gets muddy, forget it. You're probably going to have to walk. So getting the semi down there, using that road is impossible. It'll go down fine, but getting back up to the top is impossible. So Katie would park the semi in the flat field alongside another two-track road that leads to the house. And then Nick would haul two bales at a time with a loader out of the basin, cross the road that leads to the house, go up a steep embankment into the flat field, and load the semi. They had hauled several loads to the stackyard, and Katie had brought the semi back to a place in the field where she had been parking. And remember, the field is not completely level, so when she parked the semi, she pulled on the trailer air brakes so the truck and trailer wouldn't take off down the hill. It took Nick a while to load the truck, so he asked Katie to take the four-wheeler and go check the cows, you know, make sure they were in the pasture they were supposed to be in. So off she went with the dogs to check everything out. Meanwhile, Nick headed down into Coyote Basin and gathered up two bells and brought them up to be loaded. And when he got to the top, the semi was gone. Nowhere to be found. And he was like, where in the heck did it go? He said he knows Katie parked it there. He heard her pull the brakes on and watched her leave on the four-wheeler. So he thought, well, maybe Katie had moved it, but why would she? About the time he was thinking all of this, Katie came back. Nick asked her what she had done with the semi, and she said it was right here where I left it. And then she asked him, what did you do with it? So they blamed each other. But neither one of them had actually moved the semi, yet it was gone. Nowhere to be found. They started looking around, and then Nick thought, well, maybe his brother Dean had moved it as a joke. But he wasn't anywhere around that day. So they started walking around looking for it. Now let's be honest. How can you lose a huge semi-truck and trailer? Really? They knew it wasn't in the fields anywhere, so they started walking up and down the road that leads to the house. And that's when they noticed it. A set of tracks going from the field, completely jumping the road, 
Not one track was found on the road, and then another set of tracks leading into the trees. They looked in the trees, but still couldn't see the semi anywhere. So they started following the tracks down into the trees, and it was so steep they had to go slow. And that's when they saw it, the semi. And, of course, their first words were, Oh, bleep! It had rolled on its own, down the field, jumped the entire road, which means it was going pretty fast, and then went crashing down into the trees, taking out any tree or bush in its path. It eventually came to a stop when a downed pine tree stopped it. When they finally got to the truck, it wasn't in too bad a shape, really. One fender was roughed up, there was a ding in the hood, some minor damage underneath to the cam, and one headlight was dangling, but it still had all the windows in it, and the front grill was fine, which you would have thought it would be smashed in from hitting all those trees. They were glad there was only minor damage, but now, how to get it out of the trees and not wreck it further? Well, the truck stayed down there in the trees for a few months. The rest of the hay had to be hauled and the grain needed cutting. We grow barley, and because of the late growing season we have, it usually gets cut in September or October. So it was around the middle of November before Nick was able to do anything with the truck. By then, it is usually cold and rainy. A neighbor friend and his son-in-law came to help Nick get it out. A lot of trees had to be cut out of the way first. The plan was to clear a path down into Coyote Basin and pull the semi there with the dozer and tractor. When all of the trees had been cleared out of the way with the chainsaw and the dozer, they hooked the dozer onto the front of the semi with a logging chain and then hooked a tractor onto the front of the dozer. This gave them enough pulling power to move the semi. Nick had suggested hooking the dozer onto the back of the semi and the tractor on the front because he knew once the semi started rolling it would go like a bullet, but his idea was shot down. As the dozer and tractor started pulling... Sure enough, the semi took off and passed the dozer. Now keep in mind the ground is super muddy, so it doesn't matter if you have brakes or not. Once you start sliding, you can't stop, especially when it's so steep. When the semi passed the dozer, it yanked the dozer sideways, almost tipping it over. The tractor finally realized what was happening, and he sped up. Nick got the semi under control finally, and the dozer corrected itself. So glad I wasn't there to help that day, because I would have been driving either the semi, the dozer, or the tractor. No thank you. What was later determined, that for some reason the air brakes had failed. It wasn't Katie's fault. She had done everything she was supposed to do. It was just a malfunction. And we were thankful that no one was hurt, and that the semi came out in pretty good shape. Well, hey, never a dull moment at the Enbaro Ranch. And remember this. When you've done everything you can do, that's when God will step in and do what you can't. He loves you. Go get your dreams. If not now, when? See you next time. (laughs) 